0: How are you, Carl Middleman? I am well. I'm ready to go and have spring break and St. Patrick's Day.
1: Do you do the horn this weekend?
0: Uh, yeah, actually, uh, as, a, as this is being uploaded, I am hopefully doing it right now. And then there is NCAA championship wrestling in town this next weekend. Aha. Uh-huh. So if you're listening to it, it's this weekend. And there were two hockey games on Friday and Saturday. Aha. We welcome Alex McPherson to talk about his life and the movies he's seen coming up next. Then around minute six, a movie that's not out yet, Kong versus Godzilla, or is it Godzilla versus Kong? Around minute eight, we'll talk about The Father, new release. And then around minute 20, Yes Day. Around minute 32, Ghost. Around minute 40, the Patrice O'Neill documentary around minute 42, the award season. And then at one hour and six minutes, we'll talk about the short with Ray and the last dragon. It's titled us again.
1: Well, we have uh, one of our favorite guests. We have Alex McPherson back. Hi Alex. Hello. (laughs) How are you today?
2: I'm pretty good.
1: So Uh (laughs) uh, are you a Irish McPherson or a Scottish McPherson?
2: um uh i think irish <laughs> i need to double so check your family, he so will celebrate however he can
0: celebrate yeah i was gonna say so this weekend this so week is just
1: yeah well you know, this weekend uh you are ready to go a year ago yesterday was when everything shut down
0: right and it was supposed cold. to be the parade
1: and uh yeah that's when we had frankie Campbelletta on because right. we all that was our last live we yep. had a live show and downtown was vacant and then uh we went to zoom so yeah uh last night on stephen colbert is a great show dr fauci was on and Colbert made him blush. It was so funny, but it was a great interview if you get to see the clip. And then Colbert had a really good opening. They took bare naked Ladies one week and they did lyrics about the year. One year. Yeah, and it's really good. And then at the end, they kind of did a montage of a year later, but last night was the anniversary of their last live show a year ago. And Dr. Fauci says by this fall, he thinks people can have partial audiences back.
0: Woo, yay. Mm.
1: Yeah, so hopefully we just got to worry about these strains coming in and stuff like that. So yeah. the year that upended our lives, we have a glimmer of hope now.
0: Hooray. But
1: uh, we're still seeing uh, the effects of the movie biz. Do you think... You guys, do you think the movie business forever changed from having this past year of a hybrid situation where we're seeing more movies at home? Will people return to the theaters? What do you think?
0: It depends on when, uh, it depends on how these movies that have been held back, like Black Widow and James Bond, how they perform and whether people think, uh, whether people think it was worth it to wait a year, or in some cases, a year and a half, for these films. Yeah.
1: I'm... What do you think, Alex? Do you think you you think you will return to the theater anytime soon?
2: I'm I'm not sure. Like I'm thinking about. It. I'm like I'll be kind of hesitant to sit in a crowded movie theater for a long time. I think.
0: I was on the yeah. air yesterday talking about how you should not go see tom and jerry and see raya and the last dragon instead of tom and jerry and some woman commented on facebook i'm taking my kids to see tom and jerry today they were so excited that it's at a movie theater and we get to go and i said ah change it to go see raya but no they they went and i'm i disappointed them on the way to the theater before they even saw the film (laughs)
1: Oh well, they'll still like it because kids will love that movie. It's slapsticky, and and uh, that those are the two those are the two highest grossing films right now. Good Tom and Jerry and Raya and the Last Dragon because they are at theaters. I guarantee you, not that I've been inside one recently. I saw Tenant at the IMAX this summer, and that was it for a year. So I uh, think that uh,
0: they're not crowded. they chastised me on the radio. And I said, they said, have you been to a theater? And I said, yeah, I saw Tenet, the drive-in. And they said, that doesn't count. And yeah, I, Yeah, inside. What? Well, um, the thing inside is- Inside your that car in- is not inside.
1: No, and drive-ins, oh, by the way, the Skyview is going to open at the end of the month with- And they're Godzi- having a job fair. Yeah, Godzilla versus Kong. And I know and, a lot of people um, that are
0: going to that because they want to see it on a big screen.
1: Yeah, I think I might now that I'm vaccinated,
0: Uh I think
1: I might go back into the theater to see Kong versus uh, Godzilla because it is a big screen movie. I don't think it's going to do justice on my 42 inch TV, you know,
0: because I don't have one of the giant ones. So, well, also, uh, you know, do you have? okay? and I will ask you this once you see it, will you have had to have seen either kong or godzilla to appreciate it or can you just go in blind because this is a series of movies
1: i think if you know the whole ove of kong and godzilla you're good Okay, don't you think don't you think i mean how many times have you seen them all
2: no i don't i don't think i've seen any (laughs) somehow (laughs) same oh (laughs) skull Skull island
1: (laughs) skull island was really good but they made him giant like okay from the 1933 kong which i remember watching on a sunday matinee when i was a little kid and being transfixed this ape on the on the empire state building and then they made the remake in the 70s with the World Trade Tower and poor Jessica Lang and Jeff Bridges. Oh my God. And then we had the really good Peter Jackson remake in 2005, which with was Jack right. Black. Yeah, very good. Very good uh, movie. And then we've had the series of Kong and uh, Godzilla and they've made- So Peter Kong Jackson's Kong giant. is not-
0: Peter Jackson's Kong is not the Kong of Skull Island. No. Correct? Okay.
1: Right. Right. Because he's giant. And I said, why is he so giant? And they said to because of Godzilla.
0: So he can beat up he's Godzilla. He's gonna
1: have to fight Godzilla. Now so but, they've altered that.
0: This Godzilla is not Roland Emmerich's Godzilla. This was the Brian Cranston Godzilla, right?
1: Yes. So,
0: yeah. yeah. With Which, um, oh that that one was broad. Brought-
1: yeah, that one with Matthew Broderick was awful. It's got, a, was,
0: that it's got a, 90s? was that late
1: nineties. Was that late
0: nineties? It's got oh. a, it's got the Wallflowers version of "Hero" on it, and it's got P. Diddy and Jimmy Page doing um, a horrible remake of "Cashmere." Well,
1: I didn't like uh, the that Godzilla, but. Elizabeth Olsen's in it, and okay. and that I just think the way they constructed it was just the story was just nonstop rampage, without any the character development was really weak, but I really enjoyed Skull Island, and John C.
2: Riley was fantastic. Yeah, because that, and that, that one could, doesn't it doesn't take itself too seriously, right? Or right, right, right.
1: And it has more depth to it. The characters, like Samuel L. Jackson's character, has a backstory. John C. Riley has a good backstory. Is John
0: Goodman in that too?
1: It has got a big cast. I can't remember that. This is the first movie that Brie Larson did after she won the Oscar.
0: Okay. See. So
1: I, I yeah, 2017.
0: Okay. So we're talking now. We've spent a whole bunch of time on a movie that's not
1: out yet, coming out. But you know what, <laughs> Carl? They might not screen it. for, farce alex they might not screen it farce so we might have to see it on our own i'm just saying
0: well it's going to be on hbo max so if you want to watch it you can watch it home let's talk about a movie let's talk about another horror movie that is out this week i call it a horror movie it's tongue-in-cheek me saying this but the father i think is a horror movie it is it this is a movie that uh, it was a play and it feels like a play but because it's supposed to feel like a play because you're disoriented and it takes place in only a couple rooms. And when they announce the Oscar nominations on uh, next week, oh, you Monday. will hear Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, Monday. Oh. Well, I guess today or tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this, Anthony Hopkins will probably get nominated for The Father because he's yes. just that good. And Olivia Coleman might get nominated for Best Supporting Actress, even though she's-
1: yeah, I, Both I, of I them think have the just mo- won. Yeah, no, Anthony Hopkins, until Chadwick Boseman's performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom was seen, he was regarded as the front runner. I think Sony Pictures Classics has kind of screwed up this release because it's so late in the game. And we saw it early for awards consideration. Sony Pictures Classics made it available to us one weekend back in November. Uh, We had a 72-hour window to see it and that's when i saw it and i will say i was disoriented just like you're supposed to be because it is a is, is an elderly man going through dementia and anthony hopkins plays this guy he's learned he's successful he has a a nice uh, a flat and he has obviously family and then he starts losing his grip on reality and he doesn't understand what's going on. So he's very frustrated, but Olivia Coleman plays his daughter who is trying to get him help, and he refuses
0: it. Maybe you don't know because since you're, it's his point of view. So you think it, everything pointing to the fact that it is his daughter points to that until it doesn't because then you also have, you don't know who her husband is. There, there are times you think that she's the, a dead sister. It's very put it's off.
1: Jarring. It. It's jarring. It's jarring because it's not like the typical movie where you know who's who. Like Olivia Williams shows up, and you're like, "Is she the
0: younger? Is she the? Is, is, she the is she the younger sister? Is she uh, the same person? Is she a nurse? Is she? Is, it's just so." Nothing is what it seems on purpose.
1: Right. And I agree with that. I gave it an A minus. Kent gave it an A. He just effusely praised it. And I said, well, I think you can tell it's a play, which is yep. a drawback. And it's, because directed it's very by claustrophobic. A Florian right, Zeller. This, right. The guy who wrote it directed it. This was a 2012 play, very successful in France. It moved to the London stage. Big hit, got a bunch of Olivier awards. Then it went to Broadway in 2016 and Frank Langella won the Tony for playing the father. And uh, that was his fourth Tony, FYI. And then uh, the director wanted Anthony Hopkins to play this for the film. And I will say it's one of his best performances. I always hold Hannibal Lecter up there as the greatest villain of all time. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one will rank as some of his finest work. And I think it's the last 10 minutes. The last 10 minutes will leave you broken and shattered.
0: It's a horror film because this could happen to anybody. That's the thing about horror films. You're like, oh, could this really happen? This could happen to anybody. And well, so, I think it
1: hits, so. yeah, I think it hits close to home. Anybody who has dealt with a relative having this, like my grandma had Alzheimer's in the early eighties when not much was understood and we had to move her to a nursing home because she was putting Tupperware on the stove and she was wandering outside 3 a.m. My brother found her, you know, and so we had to put her in, home. nobody wanted to put her in her home, but that's what we had to do. And so I think there's so many families who go through this. The watching the decline of a loved one is not pretty and Mm -hmm. it's really painful. And I think Olivia Coleman captures that really well, but also the frustration that Anthony Hopkins is going through as his once brilliant mind is just corroded it's just it's so it is it is like a basic horror movie it's very it hits close to home i think people will relate i think it's a hard watch it's really hard to watch
0: but it's short it's only like an hour and 40 minutes
2: it doesn't feel like exploitative at all to his illness or it like Um, it it paints him in a well you don't know you know
0: he says he's fine and everyone else is around him you can tell that he's not fine, but you don't know that he's not fine for a while. You just think these are a series of events that might be taking place in chronological order or might not be. It's very as jarring. Jarring is a good word for it because you don't know what's going on. And if you had dementia, this would be how your day would go. This would be your linear day.
1: One of the the cool things about the film uh, that is able to do is the production design. like his kitchen changes. like the one we start off with isn 't the one we see at different stages, and so it 's like, okay, are we like Carl said, are we going back in time? Are we going forward in time? Where are we? And then the editing is
0: really good and you don 't know who anyone is. you You know that he 's Anthony, and you know that his daughter is Anne. And you think you think Olivia Coleman is Anne, but then Emma Jean Poots could be Anne, or Olivia Williams could be Anne, and then there's the man. Who uh, there are several men. There's Mark Gaddis is a man, and Rufus Sewell is a man, and so you and don't Rufus know- Sewell
1: is a oh awful character, awful person. But is he then- though? You don't.
0: You you don't. Sometimes he's saying things that are absolutely horrible. But you don't know if he's actually saying them.
1: Right. And then the guy that's sitting in the study, like that lives there, and Anthony Hopkins is like, Who are you?
0: Exactly and he has to explain. That's, Mark that's, yeah. that's Moriarty um, on the uh on Sherlock.
1: So it's it's a good cast. It, it really is. But yeah, when Imogene Pooch shows up, you're you're really confused. Oh, wait, wait, I hold on. It's,
0: it's I lied. Craft, right? It's my, it's, it's, it's yes. Mycroft. Sorry. I, 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 as soon as I said it, I said that's it's wrong. It's, it's Mycroft, the smarter, he's the one that works for government. Yes. I, I, ugh. I'm, I'm mad at Sherlock right now because it brought us uh, the courier, which we will talk about next week.
1: Oh yeah. Which the courier, yeah, the courier
0: oh. made me very angry. Did you watch it? I did, but okay. don't, don't, don't dive into the real story. Cause then you'll get even more angry. All right. Okay. So, well, that's But that's yes, but Mark ne- Mark, yeah. Mark Gattis Mark Gattis plays mycroft Holmes and he also plays this guy that owns the flat because it's in England, the apartment where Anthony's living. Maybe. Or it it you never know who owns the place. No, cuz it
1: could be his daughter's.
0: <laughs> right. It could be his daughter's, it could be his daughter and husband. But then again, you don't know if she's married or if this is a boyfriend or a husband or just some guy. It's nothing is what it seems at all for the entire one hour and 40 minutes. I guess maybe at the at the end there, you get some closure. Kind of.
1: Yeah. Now, this. no, well, no, because with dementia, there's only one way to go. It's not curable. Uh, one of the things about this film is it is released only in theaters, because Alex was asking me if it was streaming anywhere, and I said, no, nope. it is at the High Point, it is at Marcus Theaters, Ronnie's has it, and it is at a Plaza Frontenac, I checked, it's not at AMC, so that's where it is, and that's where you have to go, and I'm not sure, this is the this is it's not going to feel be a good
0: hit of the spring. I know it's depressing. And after but the it's year, a good, we, it's a good acting class.
1: No, I mean, if you're a fan of Anthony Hopkins and I don't know too many people who aren't. I this mean, is, it's one is of your his vegetables.
0: finest.
1: Yeah, well, he last year, he was so good as Pope Benedict in the two popes and he, he earned an it. Oscar nomination. And then, you know, after he did Hannibal Lecter, he did Remains of the Day which is one of his finest performances. Unrequited
0: Love. Aww.
1: And then Shadowland. What was the one he played? C.S. Lewis with Deborah Winger doing another great death scene. What was is Shadowlands? But that's the vampire movie that Wyatt Weed made. So I'm not sure what the title is. But he has had good roles since Lecter, but there's nothing that's going to ever Odin.
0: be. He's Thor's father. And in world, right? Yeah. Hmm. But uh, he's 80. He's 80 years old. No, he's 83. He just turned 83. His birthday's on the last day of the year.
1: Aha. Uh-huh. Well, I uh, remember him in a movie from the 70s, which I love so much, called Magic. It yeah. is from a William with Goldman the, With novel. the dummy.
0: With the ventricles yeah. dummy. Oh,
1: yeah, and that has been stolen so many times since William Goldman wrote it. William Goldman, the great screenwriter and novelist, is responsible for some of the greatest films and lines ever. He's the one that came up with Follow the Money in All the President's Men. He won an Oscar for All the President's Men and for Butch Cassidy. But as you know, he wrote The Princess Bride
2: mm-hmm. and
1: countless and he did a lot of rewrites for things that's uncredited and aaron sorkin because i did a interview with him uh it was a group interview with him and and, uh, sasha baron cohen and uh a lot for trial of the chicago seven but anyway he talks about william goldman was a great mentor to him and told him things about writing but that's where you know the line follow the money has been used so many Mm -hmm. times since 1976 but I will say that ventriloquist dummy thing has been stolen so many times since magic but magic was the truly terrifying when Anthony Hopkins is this performer that loses his grip on reality and and Margaret's i remember the woman. as a
0: kid that the ventriloquist dummy scared me because it was so creepy but then it was supposed to be creepy and lynn you were right it was shadowlands it's the c.s lewis story
1: okay so that is also the title of the locally produced yeah. vampire film too so okay.
0: it, as some th- this is this is your vegetables this is something that is good for you to see but it might not necessarily taste good <laughs>
1: Right. Well, this is this is the only major release this week. Now,
0: Alex saw no, a film on Netflix. That that is that is candy. What Alex saw, he got to see the candy because he got to see the kids' film. the The kids' film is great because, first of all, as I have said many times, Jennifer Gardner is like the Rock. She elevates everything that she's in, and she's worked with this director before. They worked on Alexander and the Terrible, No Good, Horrible, Bad, yeah. Whatever the Hell Day is. But then again, this director also did Like a Boss last year. So, oh, which, <laughs> oh. No, but see, he, Miguel Arteta, he has done, he's done Chuck and Buck, he's done Good Girl, but he's also done Cedar Rapids, but then he's done Beatriz at Dinner, and then he's done Like a Boss. So, he is all over the map.
1: Have you guys seen Beatriz at Dinner? Oh. i hear that's not a very what
0: uncomfortable movie as well
1: it is a very uncomfortable movie and not what you expect at all and it's uh mm-hmm. selma hayek and uh she was being touted you know in the oscar thing well one of the reasons i want alex to talk about yesterday because it is netflix and it is going to be seen by a large family audience and i do agree that jennifer garner is she is just relentlessly
0: she's chipper, treasure she's a treasure a, a
1: breath of fresh air and this is an interesting concept uh that i did not employ with my children and well, it, i don't it's know it's based if you on a book here your- oh okay Amy
0: so Krause alex rosenthal did- she she wrote this she wrote this book it it's a, it's a kids book and alex take it away
2: um so yes i think that yes day will appeal to like families and small children but i don't think it really works for like general adult audiences i guess but it centers around the um torres family and um main and character. that's because
0: edgar ramirez is the father
1: yes which you don't often see him in a dad role
0: no At and Jack, he was carlos the jackal <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah and um, yeah. so yeah the mother um allison played by jennifer garner is like um kind of overbearing and doesn't really want to like let her kids kind of grow up like kind of wants to control their lives and so the kids are very like resentful towards her and so um like the dad is much more just low-key and he's like much more liked in their household so then uh they go to some parent-teacher conference or one of the kids has made this weird Propaganda video no, <laughs> like yeah. comparing her to all these dictators and stuff, and so then they find this like gym teacher in the cafeteria somewhere. Just Nat, like, Nat oh.
1: Fillion, Nat Fillion <laughs> making a lot of tots. Okay, Nat,
0: Nat Faxon. He's crazy. <laughs>
2: That's yeah.
1: I'm sorry, Nat Fillion. <laughs> Nat Fillion was the guy on Castle. Nat,
0: I'm Nat sorry. Faxon, Academy Award winner for writing The Descendants.
1: Oh. Yeah. And he also wrote the worst movie of last year, Downhill.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bad. Yeah.
1: But, All right. But keep keep going. Oh, sorry.
2: Yeah. And then um, he suggests that they try out this thing called Yes Day, which is where their kids can just <laughs> do whatever they want, essentially. And the parents just kind of have to go along with it. So um, Allison just decides to try it out and then chaos ensues and they all learn lessons about responsibility and all that kind of jazz and all become better people by end. It's very, very predictable.
0: I will say for rah-rah at the end.
1: Yeah, it's all t- tied up in, in a bow, I would assume. I got a half hour in. I'm saying that because I don't want to act like I saw the whole film. But I will say the ice cream scene really made me woozy and sick to my stomach. It's and only then, 86
0: minutes. So you've seen more than a third of the movie. And then
1: the car wash scene made me cringe because they open their windows
0: Yeah, in the car because you know what the kids want to do that because that's a deal
1: yeah so they all get all that stuff all over their faces and stuff but i will say it it has its own charm and And is that because of
0: edgar is that because of edgar ramirez and jennifer garner is it because of the kids
1: Um, Uh, it's because of the parents i think because i think the kids are a little annoying but go ahead alex what do you think
2: yeah well i guess what i most enjoyed about the movie was just it is like very well made i guess it has very high production values and i kind of like how like snappy the editing is and how they kind of like go all out with these crazy sequences like the ice cream eating and the huge like water balloon like war they have at one point (laughs) Kind of they're of applauding of like Di- they're applying
1: yeah they're applying <laughs> the uh, uh um diarrhea the whole place and uh, the whole store the okay. ice cream place yeah. they're applauding diarrhea
2: so oh, okay.
0: I, I like a. I i like a Toro castro i think he's yeah. got a small role in it
2: yeah I, I he was my he gave my favorite performance in the movie i think really
0: <laughs> and he played so like I should police keep officer. watching
2: but yeah so i should I mean, keep watching alex um
0: <laughs> Give I up mean, now. it sounds
2: it sounds like you didn't hate the first thirty minutes, so maybe, but I don't know. It just by the end, I was like, it's just the movie has such a short attention span, like 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 the central kids.
0: So if we didn't, and, if you didn't have to talk about this movie today, would you remember anything about it? Let's say a month from now.
2: No, <laughs> okay. it's like the movie was very forgettable to me. Like immediately after I finished, it, I was like. Okay, it's going to leave like zero impact on me, and I understand that it doesn't have to, and it'll probably satisfy kids. But it was just, I don't know. Well, one of the things
1: Alex said to Alex texted me after he saw it was, it felt like it was three
0: (laughs) hours long, (laughs) but it's not. It was eighty six minutes.
2: Which I know. I just I don't think that's a sign of a good movie, in my opinion. But. No, if it (laughs) feels twice as
1: long when you're watching it, that's not a good sign. Uh, Did you have a yes day as a kid? Uh, No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Every day was a yes day for me. I made it so myself.
1: Well, I think the thing about the kids is they're so locked in a lane, like the oldest daughter wants to go to a concert without her mom. And And that's that's uh,
0: Jenna Ortega. She's actually, she was in Insidious 2 and she was a Disney star. And she was on Jane and the Virgin as young Jane. So okay. she, she well, actually has like film credits.
1: Right, well, she's accomplished. You can tell she knows what she's doing. And then the middle boy is, you know, just incorrigible. He's a boy, that that whole lane. And then the youngest daughter is cute and sings along in the car with her dad to songs. and And she's the adorable, pliable one. Like she can be persuaded to be obedient to her parents the other ones are <laughs> are in there but yeah the the whole thing about the good cop bad cop thing you know i mean they're not reinventing the wheel with this movie
0: Mm-mm. no well it's it's unfortunately jennifer gardner has a lot of those movies you know for for every uh alias or for every juno there's something like here let me jog your memory remember peppermint from a couple of years ago
2: oh oh alex you're so glad oh. you missed it oh is that the movie when she goes after the people oh, yeah we
1: tried. yeah okay.
2: and it's very, yeah I heard it was that, really that wiped out her family
1: <laughs> yeah the people that we right way she uh, misses the mass execution of her family
0: yeah, for every uh, 13 going on 30, you have a Pearl Harbor because you forget that she was in Pearl Harbor. She's, But she does elevate what she's in. And I, every time I go, eh, not Jennifer Gardner, I, I'm wowed by her. I, I love what she does because she's just Jennifer Gardner. I just like her.
1: Yeah, I think people like her. That's why she's making a fortune on those commercials she does about skin care. And, uh, and Capital she,
0: One. Don't forget Capital One. Oh, well, no.
1: And then also, I first saw her on Felicity because I was a big Felicity fan. Oh, and wow. uh, she came on as uh, the girlfriend of her actual um, St. Louis and Scott Foley, who mm-hmm. they were actually married before she married Ben Affleck. She and Scott Foley were a thing. Yes. And yes. uh she was the girlfriend of uh his girlfriend on the floor when he was the cool RA in the dorm.
0: And then she so, was, you know, then she was Sydney Bristow for 5 years.
1: Right, which which is another JJ Abrams uh production. Yes. And then she was in Daredevil where she met her future husband Ben Affleck.
0: Yes. Father of her children. Yes. She, 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 she's the winner in that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, one of the things, there's all these movies that are listed this week, but we have not had an opportunity to see them. And I I don't even know. I am curious
0: about Chaos Walking with Daisy Ridley. And uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. And they they did not screen it for us. They didn't even, normally, Mm -hmm. that even if they don't send them to us, they say, Hey, by the way, mention it out there. And I hear it's, it, I hear it's just okay. It's Doug Lehman.
1: Yeah, who did sp-
0: Swingers and, and Mads Michelson and Damian Bashir. Yeah. It's got a really, <laughs> a good, really cast. good cast. Yeah. And then you go, oh, why? There is a reason that they're not showing this to us. Yeah.
1: Speaking of Tom Holland, Cherry is now on Apple Plus as of March 12th. So you do not have to go to theaters to see it if you have that streaming service.
0: But Lynn would like you not to do it.
1: (laughs) It's just not. It's To me, you have three
2: better hours to do something with.
0: But Alex saw Ghost, right?
2: Yes. Yes, Um, tell us about that. So Ghost released in the U.S. last July um, and it's now streaming on Prime Video. It's not exactly my most timely review. But I do think that it is worth checking out. So it was, um, I believe it was um, the director's debut film. Let me see, his name is Anthony Z. James. And um, he filmed it with an iPhone with an anamorphic lens. So um, every, like from the very beginning, it feels very grounded in reality, I guess. And so it centers around um, this ex-con who's released from prison after spending 10 years behind bars. His name is Tony. And so the film is kind of like, it chronicles like a single day, like after he gets out of prison. So he's reconnecting with his son, um, Connor, who's played by Nathan Hamilton. And so he's trying to kind of rebuild their relationship and um, take the first steps in kind of turning his life around um but of course like his previous life of crime like will inevitably catch up with him and those he cares about at some point so it is kind of a predictable narrative I guess and you can kind of see where it's going like by the halfway point or so but um the film really shines through its kind of um hypnotic um very deliberate approach so the director will just like plant the camera in front of the characters and just like observe them talking. And it feels almost as if you're watching a documentary at certain points. Although the dialogue is a little uneven here and there, but for the most part, the conversations feel very organic. And um, it's just, it's a relatively slow paced film, but you really get a good sense of um, who these main characters are, like particularly Tony and Connor um so uh yeah connor is uh he's dealing with some anger issues kind of stemming from his troubled childhood like with his father going to prison for a decade and so forth but yeah. he still he's he hasn't like completely like shut off his father from interacting with them he still cares for him so their relationship is kind of interesting in how they're both trying to navigate their um, communication with each other. Um, the side characters aren't nearly as interesting. Um, Tony's wife, Valerie, um, has a very rushed character arc later on that I'm like, all right, I, I don't know about this. But And um, yeah, the the final moments are a little bit out of place with what came before, I guess. But it is worth watching because it's just um a very memorable kind of low-key type film and it really that really benefits from the kind of restrained style that the author uses and um strong central characters where's it filmed at um I believe it was filmed in London I think and so it does have a really strong sense of place where you kind of sense that the character like Tony isn't really fitting in wherever he's going you know And the director kind of, I don't know, I don't want to spoil too much. It's kind of hard Mm -hmm. to explain without like showing a picture of the specific shots I'm remembering, but the director uses a lot of interesting symbolism with like um, different like borders separating characters and like how they're framed. It kind of depicts them as still kind of imprisoned in their own psychology, even though they're not in prison, (laughs) even though Tony isn't in prison anymore so it's very interesting but well
1: uh if you want to read further poplifestl.com has it and has some pictures I noticed in the pictures that this lead character kind of gave me a Jason Statham feel to it one of the grittier Mm -hmm. ones kind of like a Guy Ritchie cast would be
2: um Yeah, but I also appreciate how it doesn't just kind of glamorize his lifestyle or like glamorize the violence or like who he is, you know, which I think is kind of different. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of Guy Ritchie films, but I know a lot of those kinds of crime films. Yeah, I know.
0: (laughs) You should see Snatch. You should see The Gentleman and Lock, Mm. Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. And I think that's about it.
1: Yeah. Well, I like a good father son dynamic because obviously he he's in prison. So he's estranged. And uh, like um, Alex said, this movie came out. I like finding movies that, that I was not having any interest in. And then somebody brings it to my attention. So that's good that it wasn't on our radar last year.
0: Oh, I guess you could like Guy Ritchie. You probably have seen the Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey Jr. Oh,
2: yes, I have so, seen. I've seen this. So
0: you have seen Guy Ritchie stop.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, hey, I um... mean, yeah. My point was that it doesn't try to glamorize anything, and it keeps it very like kind of realistic feeling, at least in this movie.
0: And and I bet you saw Aladdin last year too, didn't you?
2: No, (laughs) I avoided. (laughs) You 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 got lucky that way.
0: But I, you know what? I Um, did like his Man from Uncle with everyone's favorite whipping boy now, and Lynn's favorite person, Army Hammer. But I liked Man from Uncle. I I thought it was good.
1: Hey, there's a big uh, a Vanity Fair article chronicling the Army Hammer situation. So if you want to do do a deeper dive into that scandal. i don't i don't i don't want
0: to know anymore no
1: it's once you start reading things it just you can't un unread them right and so then it's in your head so it's it's pretty bad but there's all okay so there's this whole list of movies that we're just going to ignore because we're yeah they're just they're just putting them out there my
0: zoe long weekend boogie
1: I and didn't. all that one of the things that well, actually, you know
0: what they offered us boogie and um, that, kent that's, saw it. yeah and it's that's uh the asian basketball player but he's right. he's american asian
1: kent gave it a c minus
0: okay well tell me
1: not because i said oh i didn't uh i didn't respond to boogie and he said you didn't miss anything
0: now, now, is this is, is he American or is he Asian or is he Asian American? Is he, I, I don't I didn't understand the dynamics of the movie and therefore it didn't hook me to want to see it. I mean, I it's good. I mean, it's good for something like if that is a genre you're interested in. I'm not I'm not a basketball guy, even though I just did a whole weekend of basketball.
1: Um, it is playing at the Plaza Frontenac, and then My Zoe is a film written and directed by Julia Delpy, best known Ooh. for the Richard Linklater uh, before. After midnight, series. Before and Sunset, yeah. I love those movies, mm-hmm. those, that, well, that whole the trilogy. That, well, I didn't mind the last one, but uh, the middle one's the best, Before yeah. Sunset.
0: Before, she, well, the somebody, one, somebody misses a plane.
1: Yeah, I love that one. That's so good. Uh, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy have a great chemistry together, but I haven't really seen her in things outside of that trilogy.
0: Well, so this she's, is she's her. in
2: one of um, Kieslowski's movies, right? Or Three Colors White. I think. Oh, yeah, 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 I yeah, yeah. She's, she's really good in yeah. that too.
0: Yeah. Hey, I wanted to mention really quickly on Comedy Central right now, you can see the Patrice O'Neill documentary, Killing is Easy, it was made by uh, Bill Burr and Dennis Leary and all of his friends, and it's a it's a labor of love to a comedian who's really really funny. I always liked Patrice O'Neill, and he was he got famous on uh, Tough Crowd with Colin Quinn on Comedy Central, and he was just so whip smart that like you he he would say this that you would go see you were you were watching this to see your favorite comedian. And Patrice was so quick, he wouldn't let them speak because he was too busy making his point. But he was he was really funny and I watched it. He only made one special elephant in the room and then he had he was a big man and he had diabetes and he died of a stroke at the age of forty one in uh, 2011. So almost 10 years ago. So it's uh, it's a very interesting special. And he was a big, big dude. And he was very funny too. I, I always liked him. So that's on Comedy Central. So if you are interested in stand up comedy, because he was, uh, he and Bill Burr and Dane Cook and Rich Voss, they were all in the Boston and New York comedy scene all around the same time. So it, if you're interested in stand up comedy, check out the Patrice O'Neill movie.
1: All right. Well, one of the things we were going to discuss today is because of the uh, week of, with, without major releases. The yeah, week week? Yeah, uh, the week week. We're going to talk about award season because Monday is the Grand puba, the, the long-awaited, much-delayed Oscar nominations, which are usually two months ago. And they kind of start the ball rolling the award season. And now they're at the end and uh, the telecast isn't until April 25th. And they're still trying to figure out what to do about it.
0: Right. So well, I think they're going to see what happens with the Grammys this week. Cause the Grammys Trevor Noah said it, he doesn't want it to sound like a zoom. He doesn't want it to look or sound like a zoom call. So we'll see what happens with the Grammys and the Globes. Uh, didn't do well when they tried what they were trying to do. The Emmys it was terrible. The Emmys did a lot better because the bar was so low for the Emmys that it didn't matter. And they did really well with it. And you, they thought oh, the technology is even better, that the globe <laughs> should have done better. And they didn't. So.
1: No, that kind of set the tone for like, oh. And that is the reason why the Screen Actors Guild on April 4th is going to to be a pre-taped special where they're going to announce to the nominees a couple days ahead who won
0: it's like the MTV movie awards
1: and they expect them to keep quiet
0: Uh uh-huh yeah actors Uh okay yeah but you know what did you do you ever know who won the MTV movie awards yes here's how you know because they show up right
1: the same as people's choice they tell them ahead of time
0: So if they're in the audience, more likely, more than like, but you know what? Some people just like to go and have fun, even if they don't win.
1: Well, this year people can't really go. You know, uh, the Screen Actors Guild, I always enjoyed that because they were all at big tables and they were all like in their little pods. And this year it's just so different. But this will be interesting because Screen Actors Guild took one look at the Globes and went, okay, we got to change. Now I do think... Uh, Critics' Choice Awards went really well Sunday night.
0: Good. Well, I... I, would, I Here's the only thing I want to know about the Academy Awards. Is it going to be worth the wait? Like, besides the father that is out this weekend, which we saw back in November, did they need to wait this long? And I'm going to say no, they didn't. The only... Besides the father and besides Judah and the Black Messiah, I maybe one night in Miami, but... But if those, if they wouldn't have announced that they were going to push everything back, those movies would have been out Christmas Day. So they were going to find out that this was unnecessary.
1: Well, I think I, I agree because uh, in that second round, after the critics made their picks and all those big organizations Nomad uh, Land and, 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 and
0: pre- Pretty Promising Young Woman and right. Minari. See, but the, the Minari, everybody had seen just like Minari and they had seen these movies already and then they don't get released for months afterwards because they didn't have to be, which was dumb.
1: Which was. Mm-hmm. And so the second round, which I consider the little things, Judas and the Black Messiah, Malcolm and Marie,
0: the Ma United Rainey.
1: States. Well, Ma Rainey's was like a Christmas time. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Uh Pieces of a Woman wasn't on Netflix till January 7th. Uh the um Pro- promising young woman was Christmas Day. Right. So uh United States versus Billy Holiday just came out last mm-hmm. week, and then we also have Supernova where Stanley Tucci went nowhere, and I was predicting him to win the Oscar, and so those films all came out. The Mauritanian yeah. didn't mm-hmm. come out till now. So the only people that I think could be game changers are kaluha daniel kaluuya is getting the big mo going into supporting actor and i don't think he's supporting actor i think he's a lead actor he's A lead and this is one of those category fraud things where they push the other person because they figure they have a better chance so kaluuya could be a game changer because previously paul racy from sound of metal was winning everything
0: and he he's deservedly so
1: Sure, and then now he's gonna be pushed down in the supporting. And then I do think that Andra Day from Billy Holiday will be in the best actress mix. Mm-hmm. But those are the only, and then Tahir Rahim from the Mauritanian could be in the best actor category. But to me, those are the only ones from all those movies that came out in January, February, that that are worth discussing.
0: And to my point earlier, if they wouldn't have announced that they were pushing it back until March, those pictures all would have been out the last week of December. So there's no. The only thing I'm hoping for is lots of awards for promising young woman and no man lad, or most a lot of nominations, and not a lot for Mank because it's so I know yeah. Hollywood loves Hollywood but I I they Hollywood loves stories about Hollywood and so Mank is just getting all this love that if you liked Mank good for you but I I it was not my cup of tea it so
2: and it's boring. not true <laughs> I didn't know what it happened was... by the end there wasn't a story
1: <laughs> well and also
2: it was also it's a lot true. of
1: inaccuracies and then I okay it took me three times to get through that movie, three times because it was so boring. And because it's shot well.
2: I, yeah. I can oh, see the techn- it's, okay. it's very well made. And I love the sound design; how they made it seem like an older movie and all that.
0: How oh, it's, it's right. Citizen Kane,
1: and the story, the story. Okay, the cinematography, the story, the production design, all fabulous. I don't think it's among Gary Oldman's finest work. I think he should be left off the best actor and Tahir Rahim should get that slot. And, but he keeps getting it because he's Gary Oldman. And then, uh, Amanda, he just won.
0: She's good. You could put her in supporting actress. I'd be okay with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I am too. I think of all them that she should, but now Mm -hmm. not so much. She's not getting all the love that she got pre january 1st and then uh i do think um uh, is director first of all the script is terrible his dad wrote and he'll get a nomination <laughs> and and it's a terrible script so i don't and know, you know where what these people- lynn
0: this also this also means that uh possibility that your chicago seven might get snubbed well because of all these you know, movies
1: yeah i still think it's going to be high up there but i do think um Um, It's not going to probably get as much as it it would have, but uh, I think who's going to be shut out is Spike Lee, which really
2: makes me mad. Probably. Did did you like Defy Bloods, Alex? Oh, yeah. It was one of my favorite movies of last year. I mean, I I know it's a little bit uneven in places and maybe a little longer than it needs to be, but it is still a fantastic, very impactful movie.
0: I still think Delroy still gets in. But does he get in? as I hope lead, so. lead or Leader supporting because now they're supporting. They're, is it is probably. it supporting because it's an ensemble cast? Yeah. Is that what they're no, saying?
1: They're pushing him for lead. Oh, and that and I don't think Chadwick Bozeman gets in for supporting for that, because I think the focus now is on him as Ma Rainey. And it's such a it's a small but integral role. But it's small.
0: That's OK. Just, It'd be interesting you know, if he was nominated for both roles. Cause mm-hmm. he'd probably win one of them be- because there'd be a push beside, okay, here's what we're going to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, do you think, okay. So because of the weird year, the Oscars can go up to 10 films and most years it's eight or nine. And this year they're thinking maybe six to eight because of the weird year we've had, but the next year, their rules say you got to have 10. So who's going to be left off picture.
0: Mm. Mm. i don't know
1: i think of uh, i think um uh, if defy bloods is it's going to make me very very mad and uh are you think we're gonna see soul or palm springs get in there as no genre prom- films? no way palm springs yeah, maybe gets in soul, there but
0: not palm springs
2: yeah. mm-hmm.
0: okay according to gold derby here are the 10 right now Nomadland, Chicago 7, Minari, Mank, Promising Young Woman, Ma Rainey, One Night in Miami, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Sound of Metal, The Five Bloods is number 11, Lynn. Mm. Followed by Damn. News of the World and Soul, Borat and Billy Holiday.
1: I like Sound of Metal getting in there because I think more people need to see that and and Riz Ahmed should get in there and so should Paul Racy.
0: Well, this is the last this is the last week of Gold Derby if you're playing go to goldderby.com and you can get your odds. Uh Chicago 7s on the downswing, is on the downswing, My, one night Miami's on the downswing and Defive Bloods is on the downswing. So who the only one in the top 15 that is on the upswing on the bubble is Borat.
1: Yeah, Borat got a Producers Guild nomination which is why it's now back in the conversation. Uh, Maria Bakalova is now being considered for supporting because she's won so many of the Critics Awards and she won Critics' Choice and I think it's a really brave performance by her, especially the Rudy Giuliani scene. She's also
0: nominated for a Razzie Worst Couple Maria Barkova and uh, Rudy Giuliani. Oh
2: yeah, well, the Razzies.
1: <laughs> That's a <very> poor <laughs> the I know the Razzies were uh, just announced, and they're a hoot. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. got award, uh, a award of nomination for Doolittle, which I absolutely hated. Didn't and, see it. Oh yeah, my I god! I didn't watch it either. <laughs> oh, it's so bad! It's so bad! It's so bad! It's just so the CGI is just so terrible. And then Robert Downey Jr. has this terrible Welsh accent, and he has. Uh, they're their nom- various, they're uh,
0: nominated also as worst couple, uh, RDJ and his accent.
1: Yeah, isn't that funny? And then Harrison Ford's nominated for him and the dog, the CGI. Right. Yeah. So for couples, it's I I always like watch uh, looking at the Razzies because they're so.
0: Hey, Hillbilly Elegy's in there. Oh, yeah. oh my god. See,
1: that's another thing. If if Glenn Close and Amy Adams get nominated for this, I'm t- oh my god. It's just like oh, so so not their best work, and I don't know why people are so intent about getting them nominations because they they keep losing. That shouldn't be a that shouldn't be a factor in decisions for nominations.
0: They really uh, don't like these Netflix Adam Sandler movies because Hubie Halloween's all over the place. The Wrong Missy is all over the place, and I I I, I think that's just. Not fair to them because those movies were better than they needed to be,
2: right? So for uh, best, oh yeah, target audience. So they're just appealing to that who wants to watch it in the first place. So right.
1: (laughs) I don't like Adam Sandler's Simpleton voice. I don't like it, and I agree it is grating. But the whole overall picture of that movie is sweet.
0: Yeah, and uh, they they said it's the worst remake of. an earnest movie
1: oh yeah Ernest, scared stupid Uh, now for best actress who's going to be left off um because andrew day's coming in so we got vanessa kirby for pieces of a woman carrie mulligan for promising young woman and she's my personal favorite mm -hmm. Frances mcdormand who could be up for number three and then we have viola davis for ma rainey but she's a little bit on shaky ground now and then perhaps sydney flanagan for never,
2: rarely, sometimes, always. I, I really hope that that movie gets a best picture nomination. I'm scared that that'll be. If, I feel like it's been very overlooked.
1: Oh yeah, you yeah. Know. Well, it made my top ten. So the yeah, th-
0: the the, movie, the, but... the nominee odds are: Carrie Mulligan is number one, followed by Viola Davis, then Frances McDormand, Andra Day, and then Vanessa Kirby. So, and then number six. Is Sophia Loren, followed by Zendaya, and then Michelle Pfeiffer.
1: That French exit's terrible. I'm sorry, it's <laughs> terrible. The best thing about it is Tracy Letts's voice as the, as the uh, what are they reincarnated cat? Okay. Yeah, but no, it's a terrible movie, and I I can't even believe that they would even include her in that thing because it's one of her worst performances ever. And I do think that Sydney is going to be left out of the mix, which which is that she's still in the the Independent Spirit Spirit Awards are three days ahead of the Oscars this year. It used to be the day before, yeah. But now, and the the Indie Spirit Awards are what you look at for really outstanding work
2: that isn't big budget Hollywood. So there's there's that. You you don't think Vanessa Kirby could be snubbed because of Shia LaBeouf in the movie? you think that would influence?
0: Well, I, I
1: don't, I don't know. know. She's so good, though. And I mean, yeah. she's an
2: up-and-coming
1: person. And that movie is all her, really. I think Ellen Burstyn might get left out of a supporting actress now for that movie because she was high on the list now. And then, I, I don't know. Um, I hope the grandma from M- Minari gets in and uh olivia coleman and then maria bakalova might be the wild card and then amanda seyfried but who else for supporting
0: it looks actors? according to gold derby it's glenn close
2: mm. i mean i i don't she gave a pretty a decent performance in hillbilly elegy her character i think it was mainly the characters and the script that was at fault in that movie personally. And I think that Amy Adams is just, she's relegated to like screaming the entire movie and just not very likable.
1: No, no sympathy for her. And then Mama is so stereotypical. It's like, she she's like uh, the chain smoking, uh, you know, she's like gra- Granny on Beverly Hillbillies.
2: Yeah. I mean, think about it. <laughs> yeah no, i mean kind seriously. of like entertaining but like maybe not in the way they intended that's how i found no. her character <laughs> her, her cat t-shirts
0: you know wearing her cat i love t-shirt. me some amy adams and i want her to win an academy award but not for hillbilly elegy yeah. in yeah, fact no. i believe there was an article in vulture that said amy adams better not win an academy award for hillbilly elegy
1: People really hate that movie. That's why I just, but there is the thing about the uh, Oscars is it's like what? 4,000 people voting in the industry. Mm. And it's, it used to be a bunch of old white guys and that's why they were slow to the diversity movement, but now they have made attempts to get as much diversity as possible. This is the first year where we could see two or three women in director for, I mean, of all time, like never.
0: Mm -hmm. never
1: more than one woman
0: right now according to gold derby and yes and people might wonder why does he keep referring to that because this is this is the insider this is like vegas they are as good as vegas for predicting these things they've got chloe at number one and they've got emerald fennel at number five and regina at six so there is a good chance we will see two or three women nominated for best history
1: will be made and another thing is too we might see more first-time nominees than ever in terms of the acting awards. Like supporting actor could be all first-time nominees.
0: Well, not if I we mean Kaluuya, Chadwick.
1: Yeah, well, Kaluya was nominated for Get Out, but we're talking about supporting. And Chadwick's never been nominated for support, but I think it's going to be, or I hope it's going to be, Paul Racey, Sasha Baron Cohen, Leslie Odom Jr. And then I would love to see Bill Murray get in for on the rocks, but I don't think that's going to happen.
0: He's he's know. at number 10 right now. They've got they've got Daniel Kaluuya and Chadwick in the top five. So
2: I'd really like to see um, Brian Dennehy. It would, would that role fit in? Best supporting
1: actor? Yeah, yeah. Well, they were pushing him hard for best supporting actor, but I don't know. I mean, me too. I think he would be great. He's 100
0: he, to one. He's number 26.
1: Yeah, he, I've got him number seven because I've got Coleman Domingo. Do you think one of the guys from Ma Rainey could crack that, like uh, Glenn Terman or Coleman Domingo?
0: Um, the highest one is uh, Glenn Terman at number 12.
1: Mm, okay. But it's in the mix. I mean, they've got. I, I like Eldis Hodge.
0: I'd rather have Eldis Hodge in there. I thought he was great in One Night in Miami.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I think Leslie Odom Jr. Why I'm pushing him so hard is that scene where Sam Cook does the acapella chain gang.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That they show that clip. That's what he's going to get nominated for, I think.
0: But I think but, Paul uh, Racy. Uh, I don't know. If they're putting Kaluuya as supporting, which is a, the fix is in.
1: I know. It just makes me mad that they do this stuff because Viola Davis won supporting actress for 2016 for playing a role in Fences that she won the Tony Award for as best actress. Yeah.
0: And that's how they finagled that. Well, we've got to wrap it up here. Is there anything else that we need to hit? Is there any, is there any glaring omissions right there?
1: Um, A best actor? I want to say, I really hope Delroy Lindo gets in, but I would love to see Steven Yeun. Yeun. Steven Yeun.
0: Right now, it depends on how many nominations they have. It depends on how many they go with. Right now on Gold Derby, it's Chadwick, Hopkins, Riz Ahmed, Gary Oldman, Steven Yun and Delroy Lindo at number six and Tahir Rahim at number seven.
1: Yeah. And then Ben Affleck too, uh, for the way back, he might get some, he is number
0: 22 with 100 to one odds.
1: Wow. He's fallen down. There's only so much campaigning that they can do. And we that's what happens it. when
0: a movie is released or th- that movie was released in March of la- that was last year.
1: That was last year i saw i saw a posting that i did about these are the movies this is what's happening in hollywood and i said a quiet place has been moved part two I uh, mulan is not opening on march 27th i went through all the movies and then now we know what what happened, what this happened? Year. uh the one of the things that disney is promoting is uh, and Alex, you've got to see WandaVision. It'll blow your mind. It'll totally blow your mind. And even if you're not that big in the MCU, which I mean, I've seen all the movies, but I'm not fanatic about it. It will blow your mind. The acting in it is so good. Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, Catherine Han.
0: She could win an, a, both of them. Oh, both of those ladies could win Emmys.
1: Oh, tremendous. And it just keeps going. It's like it's like the beginning of Lost. It's like those twisty turns. But it's not that the Lost end of Lost. Took... No, but it's like the beginning of Lost when it just hooked you like, oh
0: my God. John Locke these... is in a wheelchair. What?
1: They would have these, you know, the I'm others Sorry, and... I'm
0: sorry I spoiled a 15 year old television show for people that haven't watched <laughs> Lost.
1: The black snake. Uh, the smoke the black snake smoke. Yeah, that's it, whatever. Um, smoke
0: is the island. What? Oh no
1: so then the um i know it was so disappointing at the end but i love that show so much okay the ending so was
0: fine they they chose the story that they wanted to chose they just deliberately lied to you and said no they're not in purgatory yeah. they why would they tell yeah you you know what you're right they're in purgatory now you don't have to watch the best
1: thing that show ever did was when they did the flash forward and they went back and you were like, what the hell? we got to go back. Kate, we got to go back. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? And then it was brilliant. Then the flash
0: sideways. Okay. yeah, We're Um, done done talking about
1: a 15-year-old. Yeah. Wanda, getting back to WandaVision, you have to have a subscription to Disney Plus, but it is totally worth. It, to do WandaVision and they've come out with a documentary which I'm going to watch this weekend. It's only one gotten... episode. so It's called Assembled.
0: So if you watch the, uh, the versions that they did for The Mandalorian those were as long as if not longer than Mandalorian episodes where they did making of and all that. Now it seems that when they do a show on Disney Plus or on any streaming service They're filming as they're making it so they can have extra content. And it's, it's fascinating. Look, Disney's probably really the best at it because they've been using all these, all these things that they've been doing since 1955 to promote their uh, intellectual property. They are now releasing. So you can see, and everything is (laughs) well-documented.
1: One of the things we forgot to bring up about Raya and the last dragon last week is the animated short that goes with it, which is brilliant. Oh, yeah. It's called us, us again. again. And it is wonderful. And it is about a couple who uh, uh, kind of uh, have disconnected to their youthful selves and they reunite with the joy de vivre in a big city in a rainstorm dancing. And they use real great dancers who choreographed this and it's seven minutes and it's so good it's a short it's so yeah. good. and yeah, they're because... going to release it on disney plus in june just as a as a what is it like a, standalone. a short
0: well yeah. because here's what happens if if you pay to get the early release or if you see it in the theater it's the short attached to the front of the movie so they they are they're married so to speak
1: Right, so definitely in consideration for next year's animated short awards, which uh, Disney and slash Pixar has had. Uh, before we wrap it up, uh, we want to mention keep love a Al- uh, keep love alive. Keep live alive is now available online for six months. It had its yes. premiere last. Uh, last night we've promoted this very heavily and so if you haven't seen it go to keeplivealive.org, go to Facebook go to all sorts of radio station websites and you can see it the Arts for Life announced last night the awards for the theater mask awards and uh what else do we have to bring up? Anything you want to um, mention? If, if, to
0: you, if you're if you watching Keep Live Alive, keep an eye out around minute 33 I'll wave to you <laughs>
2: Alex, you got anything happening um well i mean just (laughs) just keep writing uh movie reviews and stuff and um i will say that i really hope that first cow gets at least a little bit of recognition at the oscars maybe for cinematography i hope probably Um, screen it might screenplay
0: i like first cow I I, i know i keep being made fun of by my friends that that really first cow? Yes. First cow was good. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. On second, look, it's, it's more, it's more than I thought it was. Let's put it like that. Okay. The Relationship between the two guys is really strong about friendship.
2: Just ignore the cow thing.
0: Alex, where can we find you online?
2: Um, I am writing for Lynn's website, pop life, STL. Um, cultured vultures and the independent so
0: you can find me on twitter and instagram at underscore carl the intern i have just made videos of me blowing the horn this weekend yay and you can hear me on the intercom family of radio stations lynn where are you young lady
1: I am in the Webster-Kirkwood Times online and in print. I am on KTRS every Thursday evening. Miller Furniture Presents Lynn Venhouse Goes to the Movies about 10.30pm and I am here and then also we have uh, I have my own website poplifestl.com which Alex does a great job in his reviews. So follow us on all the socials.
0: Oh, yeah no. now that Please now that Alex, on now that Alex is in <laughs> charge there's there's actual content. yeah Yes, yes, yes. Bye everyone. We'll see you next week and we'll talk about uh, the courier and the Oscar nomination.
1: Stay safe. Get vaccinated. Bye. bye.